0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of... Whatever News! The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related. And we don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. Still moving on, maybe I'ma never regret. Still moving on, still moving on. What's going on, everyone? I want to remind you, in case you don't know, that my album, The Rise of Tim Roosevelt, is out now on all streaming platforms. You can listen to it on Apple Music, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you get your music. You can take a listen. And yeah, from what I've been hearing so far, feedback has been phenomenal. Streams is very good. And ultimately, I would love your feedback as a whole. So please take a listen. And yeah, let's get into this episode and so I wanted to begin this episode with a series that seemingly is finally returning for its second season and by golly it's felt like far too long of a wait but nevertheless it is on its way Invincible season two exclusive poster revealed IGN exclusively reveals new poster for season two of Invincible the adult animated prime video series based on the skybound image comic of the same name by Robert Kirkman Corey Walker and Ryan Oatley This poster seen below will also be available for fans to take home from San Diego Comic-Con if they swing by Skybound's booth. Kirkman was at San Diego Comic-Con, which he might still be there. I'm not sure what by the time you're watching this to promote Invincible Season 2 Friday, July 21st. Yeah, by the time you're watching this, he's already gone home, homie. But looking at the poster, it says Invincible almost there meaning that season two is almost set to begin uh prime coming soon new episodes and the poster looks awesome and it feels like it's been a hundred years waiting for this next season of invincible that first season was phenomenal one of the best 2d american-made cartoons i've seen in years decades like i put it up there and it, it gave me not the same vibe but in terms of the same quality of writing and storytelling and in general ethnicness that something like the dcau used to give me with you know batman the animated series batman beyond all of that stuff like that's the level of quality and even then some at times that it brought forth uh invincible and this poster looks awesome and it's about freaking time that we get a little bit of an update on you know season two of invincible i think it was already like a year ago that they put out a piece of animation of you know mark at at a freaking diner eating and whatnot it's like yeah what's going on here while there's no premiere date yet, Invincible Season 2 will of course continue the saga of teenager Mark Grayson and his father Omni-Man. And since we're in the ballpark of talking some Invincible, not only that, I want to bring up the animated series, but also, Invincible Video Game has been announced by Ubisoft. Ubisoft announced that it is collaborating with Skybound to create a video game based on the Invincible comic book series. Last year, Skybound teased that it was in the process of working on games associated with the Invincible franchise, which has expanded greatly in recent years, primarily thanks to its tv adaptation on prime video now invincible is set to finally branch out into the video game space thanks to its partnership with one of the most recognizable publishers around revealed on ubisoft's own website today the publisher announced invincible guarding the globe for ios and android devices i'm gonna be honest with you that is always disappointing when it's not a console game like an invincible ps5 game would slap Crazy! I got to throw that in there. I'm sorry. Guarding the Globe is described as an RPG game where players will be able to collect characters, manage their attack squad, and engage in super-powered multi-battle action, all while experiencing an original storyline. I love that aspect. I always like new story. I don't want to just play through the, you know, I was going to say anime. The animated series. Ubisoft unveiled the Invincible video game alongside a CGI video for the title that features characters like Adam Eve, Monster Girl, and Invincible himself. You can get a look at the first trailer. Trailer in the well, you can get a look at it as you're watching me talk right now. Uh, Alan was right. The world needs more Invincible, and so does your phone. Introducing Invincible Guarding the Globe, an all new superhero powered RPG, and you can pre register now currently gameplay for Invincible Guarding the Globe hasn't been shown off, but Ubisoft says that the game will see various characters filling attack, defender, or support roles. Player will be able to assemble teams of five characters from the Invincible Universe and grow their powers through netting experience points and equipping various items. Guarding the Globe will also follow a seasonal format, with each new season bringing an additional character from the world of Invincible into the game. It's been so exciting watching the Invincible Universe evolve from comic book to TV series and now to a video game. Set in Invincible co-creator Robert Kirkman and an accompanying statement. Invincible being a multi-hero narrative, I love that we made the game into a multiplayer RPG and that you can fight numerous battles simultaneously. Ubisoft did an incredible job seamlessly recreating Invincible for the small screen. And overall, that's just massive to see that Invincible not only season two is on the way, we're getting a video game and in general, it's about freaking time. You know what I mean? Like Invincible, like I said, was freaking epic as hell. Hopefully we get sooner than later the first real trailer and a release date for this thing because it's like come on now and also the video game thing is like it's cool i might check it out on my phone or whatnot but it would have been way more epic and i would have been 10 times more hype if it was like some really sick rpg on the ps5 like imagine invincible with like the open world aspects of like a i don't know grand theft auto or something like that oh my god it would be freaking insane i wish i wish but either way we'll check it out and invincible new video game or first video game and invincible season two finally on the way moving forward i wasn't going to talk about this but it's big news it's on the cover of weekly shonen jump so let's talk about it uh, apparently in the latest issue weekly shonen jump the front cover is of luffy from the one piece manga slash anime hugging and putting his arm around shall i say luffy from the live action one piece series and normally I wouldn't really talk about it because I've already kind of said I'm not going to really talk about the One Piece live action no more. I have no interest in watching this thing at all. So I really wasn't going to talk about it, but... Uh, I found that to be a very big deal and I don't know what you would call it if it is very aggressive marketing like yo let's really hardcore go hard to make sure people care about this thing or is it just like yo they are trying everything to make it not fail because it was recently announced that they're gonna have like the Japanese voice actors do the Japanese dub for the you know One Piece live action now they're taking it a step further which I don't remember the last time and maybe I'm just misremembering but I don't remember at all the last time i've seen a live action real person on the cover of weekly shonen jump let alone something you know used to promote a live action like like they didn't do this for bleach and the bleach live action that didn't get you know the character on the front cover or the actor on the front cover maybe i'm off on that but i don't remember that happening so to see them do this with luffy putting his arm around the live action luffy clearly they are trying extremely and aggressively hard to make people care about the one piece live action by utilizing the anime and the manga because if you really think about it they've been going so heavy with you got Oda vouching for it for years and years like yo this is going to be dope and then even as of recent him saying man i I put my all into it this is going to be incredible and then now you got you know the dub for the japanese version is going to have like they are trying so desperately hard but but if i'm just being totally honest i personally have zero interest in watching this thing i probably won't be watching it just because i've seen one piece i've read one piece and i'm not interested in seeing what they have to offer in fact i'm waiting for to see when they finally start to revamp the way they adapt live action in general for movies and TV shows moving forward. So we'll see what happens. Either way, Godspeed to Oda. At the very least, I would like for this thing to be successful simply because Oda has put his name on the line, and I don't want Oda's name and to be tarnished and his reputation to look a little funny under the light because he's, you know, vouched for this thing so heavily. Likewise, with the One Piece, you know, anime being attached and all of that stuff. Like, it'd be dope if it was successful, but again, I personally don't see myself even watching it. And yeah, it's on the cover. This is like hardcore, aggressive marketing. Like, there must be a lot of money. On Another line and at the same time if you really think about it it's kind of like one piece is Shueisha's biggest property like next to dragon ball like dragon ball is the biggest thing i think globally one piece locally is the biggest thing and manga sales wise one piece is the highest selling manga of all time i'd imagine there's a certain mindset behind it that if one piece can't break the live-action curse of, like, yo, this is the greatest thing ever um, in terms of, you know, the westernized version of whatnot, then probably nothing can. So Shonen Jump and Shueisha and the people behind all of this are really gung-ho about making this thing work, so much so that they're using their own in-house stuff, again, the anime, the manga, anything they possibly can to make people feel good about this thing coming out, which is kind of sad that they have to do all of that, but, again, it is what it is. Either way, the cover of the upcoming issue of Weekly Shonen Jump has live-action Luffy and anime Luffy. I kind of want to see it win just for the sake of Oda and One Piece's good name. But again, I won't be watching. Moving forward, a quick update for Bastard Heavy Metal Dark Fantasy Anime Series Season 2. New key visual. And the key visual is dope, but I'm going to be honest with you, Netflix lost me when it comes to this Bastard adaptation quite a while ago again the first season just really wasn't knocking and if you can't get me in that first season because uh, i remember really enjoying and i still have my copy of the dvd of the old bastard anime ova and that thing slapped so to see the new bastard and it's not really hitting and it's kind of like uh, it feels very campy i'm like I don't know if it's just that this is more closer to the source material, and the source material is less grittier, or what's happening here, but yeah, unfortunately, they kind of lost me, and the visual looks cool, but mm, not really my cup of tea, per se. Moving forward, One Punch Man, apparently One Punch Man is getting a new game. One Punch Man World New coming to PC and mobile devices, which it's strange that, It's starting to look more and more like, before it was always like everything you would ideally want your video games, especially for a popular title like a One Punch Man. You want them always to go to consoles. You want the PS4 version, the PS5 version, or in general back in the days, for example, you know, you want it on PS2, GameCube, and Xbox. You always want it on the consoles, anything else like, you know, the 3DS or the DS or anything like that, your Game Boy Advance, that was secondary. Now it looks like the mobile devices is more so what they primarily focus on, and if they're really big, they go for the console games because, like we just spoke about with the first story of this episode, Invincible. Invincible is getting its first game, and it's going to mobile. One Punch Man's latest video game even though One Punch Man did have a console game which was a very very terrible game One Punch Man a hero nobody played it's a hero nobody knows it's a inside joke I call it a hero nobody played because who wanted to play that shit it looks terrible it was terrible I have it it's it's bad I got it for a bargain like 10 20 bucks but this game is coming to PC and mobile devices so One Punch Man and I believe One Punch Man because yes I remember actually talking about the One Punch Man game there is already a One Punch Man game for mobile and there's a one punch man console game so this is a new one based off of the images and the trailer that they showed so far it does look kind of cool probably more so i'd have more fun on pc than mobile just because it looks like it could be a fun time but ultimately it is weird and strange that they would come out with a brand new one punch man mobile game that doesn't seem like it's wildly different than the other well the, the one that's for, like, mobile wasn't the greatest game in the world. It was a bit of fun, but it wasn't the greatest. So, this one looks like an upgrade, I guess, from that one. And, yeah, I'm kind of excited, but also, again, disappointed. It's like, why can't they make these really cool games for console? I don't get why, like, because half the time nowadays, even these mobile games are looking better than the, than the console games and more enjoyable than the console games. What the heck is going on here? It must be that it's really expensive and just way too much strenuous work to make a anime based title that you know they got to split the profits and all that stuff with the anime publishing company and whatnot for consoles opposed to you know just throw it on pc and um you know mobile real quick but yeah new one punch man video game it looks all right i'm I'm interested just a shame that it's not on consoles Moving forward big 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 news for the boruto ip and boruto naruto next generations in general in case you have not heard boruto part 2 has officially been rebranded at the very least for the manga so far because initially this entire run the boruto manga itself has simply been called boruto the boruto anime has been called boruto naruto next generations now we don't know exactly what the anime is going to be called upon its return but apparently according to the biggest reveal or the big reveal in the latest issue of v jump magazine boruto will be starting its second part titled two blue vortex on august 21st so it will be called Boruto two blue Vortex, And I'll be honest with you. I've theorized it a lot. You can go check out the video on my other channel for Nev. Um, But ultimately, it seems as though two blue vortex could potentially be referring to his two eyes. One being the Jagon and one being his regular blue eyes. And ultimately, a vortex. It could be multiple different things. It could be something to do with an Uzumaki, a spiral, the Rasengan. There's a lot of different aspects. But definitely very interesting to note that they've decided to make not only on an anime side of things, but a manga rebrand and normally the manga doesn't rebrand like in case you don't know the naruto manga is called naruto straight through there is no shippuden in the manga that's the anime side of things likewise with dragon ball there is no dragon ball z in the manga it's just called dragon ball straight through so for a manga to take the liberties of okay you know it's no longer just boruto or we're not going boruto naruto next generation considering it would be a very weird thing to call it Naruto Next Generations. If you've read what's happened with Naruto and the Boruto manga, then no, you know, they're going to go with this Two Blue Vortex thing. So I'm interested to see why it's called Two Blue Vortex. What was the, I mean, aside from, yo, rebranding was desperately needed considering Boruto's name has been, yeah, in the mud to say the least for a while now. So that was a very big thing. But also they revealed while they gave that new title, preview of Sarada's character design for the Boruto time skip because a few years are supposed to pass in between this Boruto and the future Boruto. And for the most part, it isn't the greatest redesign in the world to be honest with you, it's cool that they have her with shorter hair, and I like that in the image she has some Uchiha earrings and whatnot, and it seems as though she has potentially either Boruto's jacket or it could even, it kind of resembles a bit, Itachi's um, Akatsuki cloak as well, so I'm not really sure exactly what was going on there, but it is kind of dope to see, but nevertheless yeah, Sarada's character design is like, "Mm, probably why they just used that as a teaser because the next issue of Boruto still was a month away so it was like let's show one of the characters that probably didn't change all that much in comparison to the other ones is why i'm assuming they decided to reveal sarada because i'm not that over her character design not to mention ikamoto's very questionable choices in terms of like that choker around her neck and the apparel is like A little bit much if you ask me, but uh, it is what it is either way. Boruto will be starting its second part to Blue Vortex next month, and I am massively excited, and I'm sure a lot of you are too probably some people that didn't even check out boruto might give it a go there's 80 chapters you could skip about nine of them because it's just the boruto naruto the movie stuff so essentially you got like 71 chapters and you can catch up and i can assure you opposed to the boruto anime (laughs) the boruto manga is really good (laughs) it's very very good from top to bottom uh so i think you would have a great time and yeah you could be caught up with us on two blue vortex because boruto fans it's finally time to eat and while we're talking about boruto and the naruto franchise in general in case you didn't know the naruto minato manga spinoff had released its chapter finally on july 16th it was a very incredible chapter i also talked about that on my other channel as well if you want to go check it out on a big stream from originally the twitch streams that i do twitch.com slash tim roosevelt go over there and subscribe you get a free copy of my album the rise of tim roosevelt if you subscribe to me over on twitch just a heads up in case you didn't know uh but yeah apparently they released a visual a minato namikaze pv to celebrate the minato one shot alongside weekly shonen jumps 55th anniversary and it looks really dope and i'm just glad again that kishimoto came back to showcase that he still got it, and it still makes me really wish like oh my god, why can't we have Amy Nato spinoff series? Why it just had to be a one shot? Why can't Kishimoto draw manga again? Like one hundred percent very understand that it is strenuous beyond belief. To draw manga at the schedule of a weekly magazine, you know, publication. However, I would love and welcome, even if it was bi-monthly, a minato manga spinoff that is done by Kishimoto himself. Please, Kishimoto. Quarterly. If you want to do a quarterly manga, we would accept it as well. Just it'd be nice to have a little scheduled, you know, once in a blue moon, Kishimoto drop by and be like, yo, here's some greatness, you dig. But either way, uh, we got this cool PV to celebrate. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see if we get anything else from Kishimoto. Moving forward, expect soon Blue Exorcist Anime new information. Because new information about it is coming soon. Which I'm very interested to see what they do about it. Because I'll be honest with you. I feel like despite the fact that the Blue Exorcist Anime has looked phenomenal. And I believe it's been successful to a degree. Ultimately... It is at some given point in need of a big reboot because season one of Blue X's, in case you don't know, after a certain point, I forget where, it's probably like episode 15 or something like that. It goes into a massive anime-only type of ending where it switches the plot, all sorts of, it takes giant liberties that the manga didn't do. Then you go to season two and it literally retcons and acts like all of that anime-only stuff never happened. Like you pretty much watched the first half of Blue X's season one and he jumped to season two and it's really really strange and odd like what the hell how where did they do that at so to see that there's another piece of anime coming we don't know if it's a TV series or a movie whatever it may be it's kind of strange it's like can we reboot it I I think maybe it's too successful to reboot anytime soon because the first season was 2011 the second season was 2017 if I'm not mistaken so unless this is going to be the reboot which would be incredible I don't know if we'll see a Blue Blue Exorcist reboot at the very least anytime soon because it had a movie in theaters and that was pretty successful as well they might not be all that gung about doing a reboot anytime soon but i would like it either way we got some new info coming soon for blue exorcist and i'm kind of looking forward to it because blue exorcist was pretty dope i'll be honest ren okamura always reminds me of yusuke urameshi from yu yu Hage Show. and i love me some yusuke you dig moving forward sword art fan sword art online gun Gale online season two has been officially announced and honestly i didn't think that that would happen but It seems as though, because Sword Art Online has become more than just an anime, it's become a franchise, they are continuing on with Gun Gale Season 2, and it must have been successful enough to warrant it, but I'm honestly shocked, because I fell off of the bandwagon, so to speak, of Sword Art Online in general, several years back, so to see that it's still going, and there's a new Gun Gale Online too, it's like, whoa. Okay, like they, they, I don't want to say they're milking it, but they're making sure they get every Sword Art Online dollar they can. And I'm just saying, Reki Kawahara, the author of the original novels of Sword Art Online, I don't know if he did Gun Gale or not, but he has another work called The Cell World. I would love more Cell World. In my opinion, it was objectively better. And Sword Art Online You know what I'm saying But shout outs to Gun Gale Online Season 2 For those people that Wanted more There you go It's been officially Announced with I'm not sure if that's A visual or not For the upcoming season But Gungale Online Season 2 Expect it Which if I'm not Mistaken wasn't that The title Gun Gale For Season 2 Of the original Sword Art Online And I really like The Gungale one But again I don't Think Kirito is Involved in it So eh Moving forward We got a new Key visual for Season 2 Of Eden Zero And it's looking overall. Right. I'm not gonna lie again I've been a little bit slacking on watching it I'm still well I've seen season 1 man. I haven't gotten into season 2 just yet but on it we got uh, panel 3 it looks like Ariza from Fairy Tale. now that's a whole different character and ultimately I'm excited to eventually jump back into Eden Zero because I've heard nothing but greatness about it after season 1 and I believe Mashima not I believe I enjoyed uh, Mashima's new manga that he has out right now Dead Rock that is so gas. so yeah if he's writing at the same quality that he did for this dead rock manga for eden zero season two which again i've heard great things pretty freaking exciting stuff and in general this visual looks kind of cool if i do say so myself moving forward Nura Rise of the Yokai Clan fans it's been a long hot minute since you've heard that name well uh, Nura is actually making some type of moves because Nura Rise of the Yokai Clan Kage by Hiroshi Shibashi is on the cover of Ultra Jump issue number 8 2023 and it looks freaking hype as hell and this illustration is commemorating the ending of the series short term sequel which will be released as a standalone volume in the future and yeah there's like I said in previous episodes of for never news a little new volume i guess a new addition to the Nura rise of the yokai clan story i don't believe it's like a sequel if i'm not mistaken this is just like some it's a and technically it's a sequel series but it takes place in between events of the original neuro rise of the yokai clan story so yeah a- in general the art looks great but Nura has always had incredible art the artist of Nura was a monster at drawing so Yeah, there you go. New Neuro Rise of the Yokai Clan will be out. And well, the chapters seemingly were already serialized. And again, that cover looks awesome. Moving forward, a little update here. It says the Twitter account Sakamoto underscore anime was recently created. There's no confirmation or tease about any upcoming announcements for the series. So it's yet unknown if this is official. However, they'll be reporting if there's any further information. So yeah, Sakamoto Days might be having its anime coming sooner than later. I do believe that it's supposed to be getting a cover page for the magazine of weekly shonen Jump, so it might very well be getting announced here in the next couple weeks and i'm super here for it. sakamoto days is long overdue for that anime or probably right on time to get the anime announcement because sakamoto days is hype it's gas it's something a little bit different and i'm looking forward to it so hopefully this sakamoto underscore anime is not unofficial and it's actually the anime getting ready to be announced that would be hype Moving forward, we got a ton of updates right here. So, we're going to run down them one by one. Jump Festa 2024 will be held in December 16th and 17th, 2023. So, now we got the official dates for Jump Festa. market calendars, folks. Because that is where all the big news comes out for Shonen Jump. The next anime, anime trailers, new manga, all sorts of stuff. So, we might even actually see Boruto this time around with some significant announcements at this thing. Now that we're getting the 2 Blue Vortex spin-off series and the time skip finally being here after being promised for three freaking years so yeah there's that and of course more information will be revealed in the future but yeah jump festival will be the 16th and the 17th of december hype for it uh then we also have that black clover will be on break next week and weekly shonen jump issue number 35 and we'll resume in issue number 36 37 which will be a double issue which means that there will be no jump the following week Um, as scheduled again so yeah yuki tabata get a break i always say get a break hodokoshi please take many breaks because you're falling apart which hey my hero academia kohe hodokoshi will be going on break next week in weekly shonen jump issue number 35 as well and we'll be resuming in issue number 36 37 so both my hero and black clover will be absent from next week's issue of jump and we'll return in the double issue following that week so all or, 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 or righty here we're gonna have way less manga to talk about and read but I prefer the manga getting their break so it is what it is and then we also have that My Hero Academia's TV anime will be publishing the latest information of its upcoming event in Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 35 the event will be held in August 6, 2023 which will more than likely just be like maybe some new visuals maybe a small teaser PV of the upcoming season of My Hero nothing significant because we just wrapped up My Hero Academia season 6 fairly recently so I'm expecting maybe just a a new key visual, something very small, nothing crazy per se um, as we approach next year for the next season of My Hero. But yeah, big event incoming. I am mean, I'm, I'm hyped for it. Let's see what it got. Because one of the biggest things upcoming for this season of My Hero for me personally is Star and Stripes. Star and Stripes is like the last incredible thing about My Hero that I'm still very much so excited for when the anime rolls around. And wow, it looks like Shonen Jump is going to be extremely vacant that week because we also have an update that One Piece will be on break next week in Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 35, but we'll be resuming in issue number 36, 37. So, of the manga that I read that are like, you know, pretty notable to most people, it'll be a Jujutsu Kaisen episode <laughs> pretty much because One Piece, My Hero and Black Clover will all be on break. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll make the most of it. Ah, we still got uh Ice Head Gill. That's one that I like. It's a new manga and jump and I'm I'm enjoying it. So we got Ice Head Gill and Jujutsu Kaisen. Let's go. And if you want to watch me read those manga live, I always do so around Sunday or Monday of every week on twitch.com slash Tim Roosevelt. Go over there, hit that follow button. And if you really want to watch me and support, hit that subscribe button. When you do, you get a free copy of my album, The Rise of Tim Roosevelt, out now on all streaming platforms. Definitely would appreciate your support. And at the same time, you get a free copy of My Infinite before I drop my Slim Shady LP. You don't want to miss out on that. And since I mentioned it earlier in the episode, in case you missed it, Shonen Jump had its 55th anniversary issue of the magazine, and the cover of it was phenomenal. I did not want to miss out on talking about it. It had all of the lineup of the characters, and it was interesting to note that, of course, you're going to have Luffy in the front. One Piece is still the leading series, a mascot of it all. But in the front lineup, you got Deku on the right of Luffy, which... Yo, My Hero is one of the biggest sellers as well, so great stuff there. And then I guess the only other character on the far left that is like right close to Luffy's shoulders, so to speak, or just on the lineup where Luffy's at, is Yuji from Jujutsu Kaisen. So you got Jujutsu Kaisen, One Piece, My Hero. And then on the far right of My Hero, they got Sakamoto Days, which is very shocking to see. they putting Sakamoto there, but considering now that Mashu left, Sakamoto is the highest-selling manga post Jujutsu Kaisen and Chainsaw Man era that is the biggest manga of the newbies with like what is it I forget is it three million in sales so yeah they're definitely pushing forth now Sakamoto to be the next up it's a shame that Black Clover despite being one of the biggest sellers outside of literally three of those four in the front Black Clover is all the way kind of pushed back there you see Asta like on the right of Yuji in the back Not digging that, Shonen Jump. What's going on here? Kudos to them having the Minato thing in a nice big bubble to say, yo, we got some Naruto-related stuff. But yeah, you even got... It looks like Andy from Undead Unluck is closer to the front than Asta. What are y'all doing, dog? Come on. Hey, it sold like almost 20 million copies. Stop the malarkey jump. Sorry, but I had to call it out because it's insane. Like, this cover is freaking epic as hell. But why y'all got Asta back there, dog? Shout out to Sakamoto on the front, though. Sakamoto days smoking on that Sakamoto haze. By no means am I trying to endorse or promote the smoking of any type of substance. It just kind of sounds good and rhymes good. Sakamoto haze. Yeah. Moving forward, a very, very talented mangaka that was canceled recently. Hey, he was talented, but he was canceled. If you don't know about the Shonen Jump Axe, then you would be shocked to know that they cancel a lot of really good stuff. But Mopolo 3, the manga author of Peepa Peepa Peepa, Peepa P, Peep, which was a music manga about a guy. Uh, he was kind of mediocre at the piano, but he wanted to meet all his siblings that are extremely gifted and talented at it, has now teased another image from what appears to be a new work with more info to be revealed on August 15th. 5th 2023 and it looks like it's a ceiling of hearts and somebody pointing upward towards it and whatever it is i'm reading it because i was actually really digging people people I started reading it i don't know was it last year earlier this year and it was freaking awesome and i was very much so disappointed when it got canceled so wherever he's gonna end up i don't know if it's going to be that he's coming back to shonen jump i don't know if he's going to a different publication maybe he's going to jump plus please keep my polo 3 around because Homie is talented and it looks as though we're getting something new from him. So thank goodness. Moving forward, author of Katekyo Hitman Reborn, Akira Amano's Ron Komonohashi detective or deranged detective series has a TV anime first season key visual. And it is of course set for October 2023. And based on the key visual, it looks dope. And I'm really excited. I I believe I read the first chapter and I liked what I read the first chapter. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with this because I've always felt like Akira Amano has been highly slept on, despite the fact that her designs, she's very highly requested to do designs. I mean, she designed the new Suicide Squad anime character design, so she is massive, you know what I'm saying? She did psychopaths character anime designs, like, yeah, her with this new Ron Komonohashi series, it looks as though... Post-Katekyo Hitman Reborn, the author wanted to go a different direction than just typical battle series because this feels more mature and probably was even inspired by the success of *Psychopaths*. I'd imagine. But yeah, Ron Komonohashi, new key visual. I'm looking forward to seeing what that anime be like, you know what I'm saying? Then we got here that Fusai Naba, mangaka of Aliens Area, will be publishing a new work titled Mukuteru Aoi in Jump Giga 2023 summer so this is a probably a one shot i'd imagine unless it's going to be ongoing and jump giga the work is a bitter human story about a boy forced to carry a body in the mountains meeting a man and the issue is scheduled to be published august 10th 2023 and the author of alias area i heard good things about him the art for his characters looks fantastic. So I'm interested to see what it do. But again, I don't think this is like a massive serialized thing. It's probably like a more along the lines of a one shot. That'll be a jump giga. Cause I don't think jump giga aside from like, is it D gray man? I feel like the gray man is in jump giga or that might be jump ultra either way yeah, uh, maybe this will be big enough to kind of bring back the author to jump for another round, but we'll see. Moving forward, I've been talking about this movie for a bit now, and it has finally arrived in theaters. The Hayao Miyazaki new film that has zero marketing. They have put like zero dollars into marketing budgets, no ads in newspapers, no commercials, no trailers, no nothing. However, Hayao Miyazaki, The Boy and the Heron opens at number one with 2.15 billion yen in its first four days. How Miyazaki's latest feature film, The Boy and the Huron, Kimitachi Wado Ikiru Ka, or literally How Do You Live, topped the Japanese box office in its opening weekend. The film sold 1.003 million tickets and earned about $13.2 million in its first three days in Japan. The film sold 1.353 million tickets and earned 2.149 billion yen, about 153 million in the friday through monday long weekend monday was the marine day holiday in japan the film earned more than miyazaki's celebrated academy award-winning 2001 film spirited away in its first four days and earned 50 percent more than his 2013 film the wind rises the film exceeded us 1.7 million dollars from 44 imax screens which is a new three-day opening record according to entertainment news website deadline the film opened simultaneously on imax With its general release in Japan on Friday. The film is the first Studio Ghibli film to get a simultaneous IMAX release. The film is also screening in Dolby Atmos, Dolby Cinema, and DTS-X. G-Kids licensed the film and it will be released in North American theaters later this year. And yeah, big wins. But I'm going to be honest with you. Some of this feels a little bit tricky and I'm wondering if maybe there's something more to this whole story aside from we want to try new ways of you know, marketing by not marketing and having word of mouth spread and whatnot because yes, it's dope that it did all these things, but what was the budget like? For this movie that's something that I looked everywhere last night I couldn't find a, a peep of how much it costs to make this movie because it could have very well been that this movie went extremely over budget and they were like yo we want to make a profit off of this so how about to compensate for the budget let's just try some unique strategy of not marketing it at all by you know, marketing it via word of mouth, so to speak. So I'm curious what the budget was like to tell whether or not this is a success story because yeah, that money is really good of like, yo, it did 13 million opening weekend, but what was the money spent to create this film? Sure, they saved out on millions upon millions of dollars by not, you know, doing commercials and promos and whatnot, but I'm definitely curious to see was it a success or not based on budget. At some given point, they have to reveal the budget, right? You know what I mean? Like, are they gonna just hide it forever, how much it costs to make this film? I guess only time will tell. Either way, it looks like, at the very least, on paper, how Miyazaki's film is a huge success, and it broke some records, but again if we don't know the budget we can't say for certain like yo it actually is gonna break even it made a profit w- w- what's going on here with that budget moving forward netflix on the move doing more moves that is like what the hell is going on netflix netflix removes cheapest ad-free basic plan in u.s and canada netflix revealed on wednesday that it is no longer offering its basic plan for new or rejoining subscribers in the u.s and the uk the basic plan which was 9.99 per month did not have ads and 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 it allowed for one stream as well as downloads to a phone or tablet for offline viewing. Subscribers currently on the basic plan can stay on the plan if they do not upgrade, downgrade, or cancel it. The other plans remain available. Netflix dropped the basic plan in Canada last month. The the other plans include standard with ads for $6.99 per month, standard without ads, supporting two streaming devices and download targets for $15.99 per month, and premium, which features Ultra HD for four devices simultaneously, and download for six devices, for 20 per month. Uh, Netflix recently brought its new password sharing policy to multiple other markets, including the United States. Yeah, we heard about that. And damn, they were moving one more thing. So now probably what it was was people was like, yo, why am I going to pay $6.99 to have ads? I put $3 and more. Now I don't have ads. And they were like, yo, but that ad money is accumulating quite a bit. So once we cut that off, probably people will revert to that six ninety nine or they'll upgrade it so Netflix gets a win win situation. But I ain't gonna lie. Slowly but surely you add in another decade of this happening with Netflix and then all of its competitors going along and following suit. The price of streaming services is going to be the equivalent to cable. So we jumped out of a bad relationship with cable TV that it was like enough is enough. And all these streaming services was like, oh, we're Enough is enough. We're going to become the new cable, homie. You're going to be paying that same amount you was paying on your cable bill for Netflix. For all of these other ones, and I don't know, man. Netflix, yeah, 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 y'all be bugging. I mean, I, I pay for one of those services, but. Yeah, making it harder and harder to justify it. But in other Netflix news, Netflix addresses potential for live streaming sports. Over the past couple of years, streaming services have started investing more heavily in live sports. Peacock Airs Premier League matches. Amazon has exclusive NFL games every season. Apple TV has a big contract with the MLS. Almost every major streamer is at least having conversations about making these type of deals happen. Netflix, the leading streaming service in the country, hasn't yet gotten involved in live sports but people have wondered if some kind of move was on the horizon netflix ceo ted sarandos was asked about the possibility of live sports during the quarterly earnings q a this week while he didn't fully rule things out sarandos explained that netflix unscripted sports programming is currently the primary focus our position in live streams remains unchanged. We're super excited about the success of our sports adjacent programming. We just had it recently. Just launched a great one called Quarterback with the NFL a few weeks ago. We had Tour de France, which did exactly what we saw with Drive to Survive, which has introduced a brand new audience to a sport that's been around for a really long time and not very well understood. And you do that through exceptional storytelling, not through the liveliness of the game. He continued on to say that the unscripted sports shows the streamer currently offer actually as a way for subscribers to be a part of sports year-round, not just while they're in season. So by doing that, we can now offer the wide variety of sports programming for sports fans that that's in season year round. And it really leans on our strengths, which are storytelling. So we're excited about that. And you read some of the experimental stuff that we're going to be doing, like this live golf match in November. And we're excited about that because it serves as a promotional vehicle for our sports brands like Full Swing and Drive to Survive. So we really think that we can have a really strong offering for sports fans on Netflix without having to be part of the difficulty of the economic model of live sports licensing. Which, I'm not going to lie, I don't really care one way or another, but it is interesting to note whether or not they will be putting their hands into the live sports arena. And it seems as it stands right now, they're not really interested. They're kind of doing their own thing when it comes to sports, so kudos to them. And then one more story regarding Netflix. Apparently, they're claiming, whoa there's no more price hikes for at least a year. That's, I guess, good news, right? Fortunately for Netflix subscribers, it looks like the platform's current subscription rates will remain the same for the next year. We largely paused them during paid sharing rollout, and so that's to be expected, Netflix chief financial officer Spencer Newman said during the company's earnings videos on Wednesday. For ads, that new revenue stream, we've expected a gradual revenue build, and so that's not expected to be a big contributor this year so continue to be on target so most of our revenue growth this year is from growth in volume through new paid memberships and that's largely driven by our paid sharing rollout paid sharing of course is netflix's business verbiage for its crackdown on password sharing earlier this year the platform made it so subscribers had to be on the same internet to share an account at regular rates we see a cancel reaction in each market when we announced the news Netflix wrote this earlier, but as borrowers start to activate their own accounts and existing members add extra member accounts, we see increased acquisition and revenue. In Canada, which we believe is a reliable predictor for the US, our paid membership base is now larger than prior to the launch of paid sharing and revenue growth has accelerated and is now growing faster than in the US. We've landed on a thoughtful approach to monetize account sharing. We'll begin rolling this out. Yeah, they already said that. And so, yeah, it looks like at the very least for the year, Everything will remain the same price-wise, which also means that more than likely next year they will continue to increase the prices. So I'm expecting within the next couple of years, Netflix is gonna cost 30, 40, 50 bucks for the premium service, which is outrageous. And again, streaming services was supposed to end. Cable TV. Not become it, but it's slowly but surely headed that way because you think about it. If it's 20 bucks for the premium of Netflix, if it's 20 bucks to get this one, 20 bucks to get that one, you start adding it all up, you get five streaming services, you're paying a cable bill again. Like it's madness. And then they wonder why people be come aboard and bring along. Put your pirate hat on. Moving forward, Tatsunoko Production co-founder Ipe Kuri passes away. Tatsunoko production revealed on Wednesday that Ipe Kuti birth name. Toyohato Yoshida, former CEO and co-founder of Tatsunoko Production, along with older brothers T- Tatsuo Yoshida and Kenji Yoshida, passed away on July 1st. A media family held a funeral for Kuri on July 10th. He was 83. Kudri served as character designer on *Judo Boy*, *Gotcha Man* the movie, *Space Ace*, *Toshi Gordian*, and *Robotech 2: The Centaurs*. He was a director on *Judo Boy*, *Speed Racer*, and *Decision*. He was a producer on *Gotcha Man*, *Samurai Pizza Cats*, and *Tekkaman Blade 2*, among others. And rest in peace to uh, you know Ipe Kudri. Which, uh, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't there like games Tatsunoko versus Capcom or something like that. So big, big loss in my opinion. But yeah. Rest in peace, homie. Moving forward, Toei Animation streams 1993 Slam Dunk anime on YouTube and this is big big wins for people that want to watch Slam Dunk. Toei Animation announced on Tuesday that it has begun streaming the first 10 episodes of the 1993 TV anime adaptation of Takahiko Inoue's Slam Dunk manga on its YouTube channel. The channel will stream more episodes weekly until the entire series is available. Inoue published its iconic sports manga in Shueisha's Weekly Shonen Jump magazine from 1990 to 96 for a total of 31 volumes. The three tv anime received four anime film sequels crunch previously streamed the series and it described the story haramichi sakuragi is a delinquent with a long history of getting dumped by girls after rolling in shohoku high school haramichi becomes interested in a girl named haruko who loves the game of basketball and i'm not even gonna lie this is great news the same way that they recently started putting sensei up now they're putting slam dunk giving fans a chance that otherwise wouldn't have been able to to watch some of these classic anime because slam dunk is a classic is the most sold sports series of all time one of the most sold manga of all time the amount of sales that this thing has had is astronomical hells yeah moving forward jujutsu kaisen anime season two reveals english dubcast for the july 20th premiere crunch announced on wednesday we'll begin streaming the english dub for the second season of Jujutsu kaisen anime on thursday at 4 30 p.m so as you're watching this the first episode of season two of Jujutsu kaisen's dub will be available for you to check out which is great because there's a lot of people that want to watch dub and i, I don't blame them I'm, I'm at that point where i prefer dub over sub it is what it is put some subtitles on there so i could you know the closed caption aspect but I prefer me some dub, I'm just saying. Moving forward, apparently big, big news in case you have been uh, living under a rock. The writer's strike and actor strike is continuously, rigorously going on in the streets of California and a few other different places in terms of striking because they want better wages, they want better shares for, you know, royalties, all sorts of stuff. And we've been having multiple different reports of different actors saying, yo, I got literally three cents for my role on this show or on this movie. Like, bunch of horror stories which now zordon actor in case you don't know zordon power rangers uh david j fielding made less than a thousand dollars on power rangers this is so disheartening to hear power rangers was Ginormous when I was a kid, homie he made less than a thousand dollars. What? Zordon actor David J. Fielding reportedly made less than a thousand bucks for his work on the highly popular Mighty Morphin Power Rangers TV series. Discussion of his role started when David Yost, an actor best known for his role as Blue Ranger in the beloved 90s TV series, commented on the ongoing SAG-AFTRA strikes on Thursday. Haim Saban must be leading the talk. Shaking my head. Where has decency and respect gone? david j fielding the face of zordon had a similar experience he worked one day on power rangers and the same footage was used in every MMPR episode the tweet included a link to the discussion film twitter account that stated the studio's ai proposal to sag after included scanning a background actor's likeness for one day's worth of pay and using their likeness forever in any form without any pay or consent get out of here that's so garbage Fielding joined the conversation to elaborate on his conversation for the series. I made less than a thousand on the show as a whole. It was non-union, so no residuals. I got paid 150 for the day I filmed, and they made a billion dollars the first year. But that's fair, right? According to Forbes' article published in 2001, Saban made 1.6 billion dollars worldwide. In Power Rangers toy sales by 1994, you made $1.6 billion. You gave this man $1,000 for being the face of Zordon? Of Zordon? Zordon? I don't know why. It's just like saying Zordon. Zordon! I got paid 150 pre-tax rate, $75 per hour non-union standard. Two hour minimum session time. For the few sessions I did to record several episodes at a time. My last VO for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was episode 31. Robert Monahan took over after I left. I have no idea what he was paid or how much. I was paid for the day I filmed and for each recording session I went to, not by episode. I was credited up to episode 31, but when I left the show in LA, they removed me from the credits, which I assume is kind of standard or was back then. The primary cast members of the Power Rangers, whose likeness was used in merchandising, toys, commercials, and comics, were also poorly paid and worked 12 to 15 hour days, six days a week. In a 2014 interview with the Huffington Post, Black Ranger Walter Jones said, we weren't paid a lot. At all. I could have worked the window at McDonald's and probably made the same money the first season. It was disappointing. It was frustrating. It made a lot of us angry. Saban had just absolutely zero conscience about making billions using our faces because it was his idea and he owned it, which is freaking nuts. Honestly, it's really eye-opening for a lot of people that want to get in the industry. This is why the writer's strike and the actor strike is extremely important because a lot of people have all these dreams of making it into Hollywood, making it into these roles, getting you know into these positions, and look at what can happen to you. You could be the face of Zordon! and make a thousand bucks while saban banks billions okay so you definitely want to support this whole situation hopefully at some given point uh the music side of things can take up arms and stand together in solidarity and something similar because the music industry definitely needs drastic reform especially with the streaming era so There's that, but shout-outs to Zordon. Hopefully, you get some coins because you deserve it, homie. And in general, hopefully, they switch things around. Moving forward, Polygon Pictures to produce Spider-Man Freshman Year animated series. Polygon Pictures announced on Friday that it is working with Marvel Studios on a new work in the Spider-Man franchise titled Spider-Man Freshman Year. The studio stated the work would be an animated series. Polygon Pictures revealed a logo for the work. Spider-Man Freshman Year. Okay, cool. Nothing crazy to... Right home about Polygon Pictures is perhaps best known among Japanese animation circles for the two Ajin TV anime series. Ooh, that wasn't the Ajin anime series looked awful, if I'm being honest. And the Godzilla Kaiju Wakusei film trilogy. It also contributed to the animation of 2008's Star Wars The Clone Wars. So, is this going to be a 3D? movie or a tv series what, what is this disney first revealed the work at disney plus day 2021 in november 2021 marvel describes the series the animated series follows peter parker on his way to becoming spider-man in the mcu with the journey unlike we've seen and a style that celebrates the character's early comic book roots written by executive producer jeff trammell and I'm not gonna lie, just what the hell, yo. <laughs> Spider-Man sophomore year work is also in development, but it's currently unclear if Polygon Pictures is also involved in that picture or in that project. And I'm gonna be honest with you, if it's in the same vein of Ajin, you can keep it. <laughs> it seems as though like yo, we got the big announcement, like yo, DC's doing the uh, Suicide Squad anime, and the Spider-Man's like, yeah, we're we're still doing that animated series we announced years ago, baby, and we're gonna do it in the style of Ajin. You can keep it yeah moving forward a little more naruto related news apparently naruto's 20th anniversary concert reveals rocking visual and event performers with this visual that looks so freaking awesome you got anyone from kakashi jiraiya minato gara sasuke naruto we're gonna name all of them shikamaru is that sasuke no that's itachi obito oh my god obito playing the drums is hilarious sazori hinata sakura Uh, Eno, Salada, Boruto, Mitsuki, Kawaki. Kawaki has the most swag out of everybody there. I just gotta throw that in there. And Eno looks kind of cool too. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, they honestly, they all just look dope. Shout out to Jiraiya in the corner. Naruto's 20th anime anniversary celebrations continue this September with Naruto The Live held over September 2nd and 3rd. The event will have seven bands that perform the opening and ending themes from the series under one roof at Makuhari Mese, who were announced today alongside a visual of the Naruto and Boruto Naruto Next Generation's crew having a jam session. On the first day, of September 2nd, Ikimonogatari Kanabun Chiko Hum-, hum breeders and Flow will be performing while the second day, September third, will have Anli, Orange Range, Kanaboon, Chico, and Flow on stage. Naruto and Sasuke's voice actors Junko Takeuchi and Noriaki Sugiyama will be emceeing the event on both days that just sounds so fun man that sounds so hype i'm not gonna lie that that sounds awesome to say the least and general admission tickets for Gnarl to the live event went on sale earlier today well they, they've been on sale basically and unfortunately we probably won't be able to watch it yeah sad time sad time well no they, they might put up the stream or something on uh youtube eventually hopefully Moving forward, Shonen Jump Plus apologizes for customer data leaks or probably, allegedly, I'm going to throw in maybe, who knows, they sold the data like everybody else that pretends they were hacked and sold the data through iOS app. (laughs) No passwords were leaked, says Jump Plus Administrative Office. Uh, Earlier this month on July 7th, some users of the Japanese Shonen Jump iOS application where titles such as Spy Family and Chainsaw Man are published were logged into the wrong account. After an extensive investigation, the Shonen Jump Plus editorial department released an apology statement claiming that it was a human error on the publisher's side. According to a post on Shonen Jump Plus website from Shonen Jump Plus administrative office, the issue started at 2.43 p.m. on July 7th and wrapped up about 6 p.m. Japan time. The issues reportedly occurred on iOS versions of the app on iOS, which were deleted and reinstalled on the same device, causing problems with the login function, leading the new users to be logged into other people's accounts, giving them full access. Sure, buddy. The statement said, due to this, the email addresses of those accounts were viewed by these new users, as well as other public areas of the account, including nickname, gender, date of birth, coin balance, purchase history, recently viewed manga, favorites, and anything else not locked behind a password. Passwords were not leaked, according to the statement. Due to full access to these accounts, these new users could spend coins already in the account, but no new coins were reportedly purchased. The Jump Plus Administrative Office added that coins should already be restored to the account's access. As an apology, 500 coins will be given to the affected users, according to the editorial department statement. 42 accounts were affected, but how many new users accessed these accounts was not stated It could be legit, but I don't know. Every time I hear these stories, I always think immediately, they sold the data, they sold it, but we'll see. And I I think that was only in Japan, so I guess that's better than it being global whatnot. Moving forward, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure creator reveals his favorite character from his manga, JoJo Land's. JoJo's Bizarre Adventures latest arc has introduced quite a few new characters to the lore of the Joestars while taking the opportunity to introduce us to the two new Stars that are leading the charge in Jodeo and Dragona. The latest arc of the Bizarre franchise has brought back Kishibe Rohan into the mix. Now in a recent blurb attached to the manga, creator Hirohiko Araki revealed one of his favorite characters from the new story arc and his choice might be seen as quite the curveball. Aside from the newest Stars on the block, the JoJo lands have introduced a handful of new characters into the mix. Joining Jodio and Dragona Gona on their initial mission to steal a diamond from the famous mangaka Kishibe Rohan, Usagi Arohaoe, and Paco. The allies to the Joe Star siblings have two unique stands that certainly come in handy when it comes to their shady operations. Usagi's Mate Kurasai has the ability to transform into an object that others around him wish to be, though Usagi can't transform his stand himself. On the flip side, Paco's stand, known as the Hustle, has the ability to stick objects to its user, making Paco's ability to steal whatever he wants that much easier. And it says here Hirohiko Araki's favorite character of the JoJo Lands. In a recent issue of Ultra Jump, the publication that currently houses JoJo's Bizarre Venture, the JoJo Lands Araki revealed a surprising choice for his favorite character to draw. None other than Paco was his choice for his favorite character of the new gen, as he explains in a new blurb. I hope you enjoy JoJo's Part 9. Personally, my favorite character to draw is. Paco, those waiting for Jojo Lance to hit the small screen as an anime might be waiting for quite a while. Yes, because we're only like, what, season six or part six came out fairly recently. So yeah, you got a while. We still got seven and eight before we even get there, but... We're, we're we're making waves. It was a it felt like a never ending or never gonna happen type of situation when JoJo's started, you know, coming out with the David Productions anime. So we'll see, but it's cool to know that uh, this Paco character is Araki's favorite so far. Moving forward, we got a little bit more Naruto related stuff. Naruto creator breaks silence on new Minato manga release. Fans have been waiting all this time to see this new story highlighting a part of Minato's past before Naruto was born, and that includes the series creator behind it. Masashi Kishimoto has returned to the pages of Shonen Jumps magazine with his first new one shot in a while and shared a special comment with the magazine along with the release of the Naruto World Within the Spiral stating as such about his return. It was fun to create a one-shot for the first time in forever. Until the next time. Oh, my God. When, when is the next time? Why are you leaving us with this until the next time? That Minato manga was so gas. Yes! I Kishimoto. But, yeah, Kishimoto dropped us a little blurb in the latest issue of Jump. Yeah. Moving forward, Adult Swim drops first promo for new Cartoon Network Classics block. Adult Swim will be kicking off a special block featuring some of Cartoon Network's biggest classic animated series later this summer, and now fans can get ready for the vibe of the new programming block with a special promo hyping up Checkered Past debut. Adult Swim previously announced earlier this summer about plans to bring back Cartoon Network's biggest animated classics in a special new block added to the start of Adult Swim's programming, and this will feature returning shows such as Dexter's Laboratory, The Grim Adventure's Ability of Man, Courage, Cowardly Dog, Ed, Ed and Eddie, and more favorites. Now fans can get the first idea of the logo and vibe for the new Checkered Pass block coming August 28th with a special new promo hyping its debut. What are you doing at 5 p.m. August 28th? Checkered Pass, which has skull and bones. All right, I'm, I don't know that... that Looks okay, whatever. Adult Swim. What is Checkered Pass? Adult Swim will be expanding to six PM on Monday through Friday, beginning on August twenty eighth, with a new block titled Checkered Pass. Again, this extra hour will feature Cartoon Network Classics, as these shows have not been continuously running on Cartoon Network for some time, but are still very popular, even though Boomerang has been slaying. Like, yo, shout outs to Boomerang slept on. On Saturdays, the six PM hour will be used to showcase the likes of Unicorn Warriors Eternal and My Adventures with Superman while Sundays will be used for the acne night blocks. Michael Owaleen, president of Adult Swim and Cartoon Network, Boomerang, and Discovery Kids, said the following of the new checkered past nostalgia block during its initial announcement. Animation can both speak to multiple age groups in the moment and also find new audiences across decades. The early Cartoon Network originals like Dexter or Courage are examples of shows that do both. Pretty hype stuff, I ain't gonna lie. It's like, okay, hitting you with that nostalgia when Cartoon Network starts to see, you know, a dip or whatnot. They're like, yo, what can we do? Them! nostalgia baby Moving forward margot robbie pitched the barbie movie to studios by saying it would be a billion dollar movie which yeah i'm gonna be taking my kiddos here in a bit to go watch barbie after years of being in the works and months of becoming a pop culture phenomenon the barbie movie is almost in theaters no it's in theaters as you're watching this barbie star is an executive produced by margot robbie i love me some margot robbie i'm not gonna lie lad. And her passion for getting the project off the ground manifested in a unique way. In a recent interview with Collider, Robbie revealed that when she was originally asked studios to greenlight Barbie, she argued that the movie could make a million dollars. While that might sound a bit hyperbolic, Barbie's most recent box office projections could ultimately prove Robbie's point in earnest. I think my pitch in the Greenlight meeting was the studios have prospered so much when they're brave enough to pair a big idea with a visionary director. And then I gave a series of examples like Dinosaurs and Steven Spielberg, that that pretty much naming anything that's been incredible and made a ton of money for the studio over the years. And I was like, and now you've got Barbie and Greta Gerwig. And I think I told them I'd make a billion dollars, which maybe I was overselling, but we had a movie to make, okay? Can you imagine that first meeting, Robbie said of Jurassic Park? They're like, Dinosaurs? I don't know. I mean, yeah. That might turn out kind of silly. And then here we are decades later being like, that's the greatest movie ever. Will there be a Barbie sequel? As Robbie teased in a previous interview with Time, the possibility of a Barbie sequel is definitely open depending on the film's box office performance. So if it lands closer to that Billy, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna do that Barbie sequel, but we'll see. Either way, I always thought that a good Barbie would have been, um, or a good actress to play Barbie is uh, Shorty from Legally Blonde. I forgot her name, but she was Elle Woods in Legally Blonde. Like, that was... Probably the closest thing to live-action Barbie that we saw back in the day, in my opinion. But Margot Robbie, you know what I'm saying? Her Harley Quinn is one of the greatest. I just love her Harley Quinn. So I'm excited to see what she does in Barbie. I'll be taking my kiddos here in a bit. Moving forward, a very controversial one. But nevertheless, I wanted to touch up on it. The Marvel's standee revealed by Marvel Studios. The next cinematic blockbuster of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is set to be the Marvels, which is currently on track for a full 2023 debut. The Marvel is poised to be a team up between Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel by Brie Larson, Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, Eamon Vellani and Monica Rambeau. Teona Paris. And now we have our latest look at what the Avengers will bring. Assad Ayaz, chief brand officer of the Walt Disney Company, recently shared a look at the new standee for the Marvels which shows us three heroines ready for action with the tagline Higher, Further, Faster, Together. And yeah, the visual shows again Brie Larson in the middle. I'm not going to lie, it doesn't look like exactly what I would have hoped for for uh Captain Marvel sequel, which I think that this is technically like a Captain Marvel sequel I personally would have just preferred a regular Captain Marvel sequel but nonetheless I am gonna check it out I know there's a lot of hate behind this thing I know a lot of people are not gung-ho about it but personally I'm going to give it a watch and hopefully it's as good as the first Captain Marvel movie because I really loved it and I'm excited too with all the lore I'm still in the middle of watching phase four of the MCU I think I'm currently at I think I had to start watching Black Widow here soon so yeah hopefully I could get to watching the I think there's like a captain marvel spin-off show on there so i gotta watch that so i could know what's going on and whatnot but hey i'm very happy that brie larson got the hair back because i was not a fan of her haircut in some of those other movies i was like whoa they killing my character what's going on here but she looks real good back in the Marvels and uh What's Shorty's name that was um, the daughter of, uh, I can't remember all of this, but yeah, if I'm not mistaken, isn't that Shorty that was a kid and now she's all grown up? I might be totally off on that. Either way, the Marvels, looking forward to seeing it. I know people hate it, but I'm excited for it. And what is The Marbles about? In The Marbles, following the events of Miss Marvel, Carol Denver's Captain Marvel, Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, and Monica Rambeau begin swapping places with each other every time they use their powers and must team up to figure out why. The film also see the franchise return of Samuel L. Jackson, always a good time with Samuel L. Jackson, Cigar Shike, Zenobia Shroff and Mohan Kapur new cast members will be Zhao Austin and Park Seo Joon, who are currently cast in mystery roles if I'm having like an off day or I'm really exhausted but empowering through and not really taking care of myself Bree will see that and she will come up to me and she will talk to me and just make sure that I'm taking care of myself. Because you can get so, you know, overwhelmed and lost in this world and just there's so much being asked of us and it's really important to kind of take a step back and see what you need in your environment to be able to do this work. Because we're doing like ten to fourteen hour work days, it's really uncomfortable costumes and you know, it's very physically and emotionally demanding. So it's just really nice that Brie and Tayona kind of check up on me and make sure I'm okay, yeah yeah we'll see how this movie goes the plot doesn't sound incredible like hey you're switching powers or whatnot it would have been something like i again i really love the first captain marvel movie so we'll see Wit studio president unpacks anime's global renaissance is that yes renaissance Wit Studio has made a name for itself in the anime world with quite a few legendary series. Wit Studio first formed in 2012, nearly 11 years ago, and I think they started off with Attack on Titan, right? And was given quite the task of one of its first projects, Attack on Titan, boom, was one of the first TV series that the animation company created. Though luckily, the animators and executives had backgrounds that were steeped in the anime industry. Created by producers at Production IG, the studio gone on to create some massive hits as of late, including Spy Family, The Great Pretender, First Season of Vinland Saga, and Cabinary of the Iron Fortress, to name a few. Even though most people say Cabaneri was a tag on Titan ripoff, YOLO. (laughs) With the animators tackling the DC Universe with the upcoming anime starring Harley Quinn and the Joker, WIT is definitely expanding its resume. In breaking down the anime industry, we were able to ask the president of WIT what he thinks about the anime renaissance and how the medium has been able to capitalize on the connectivity created by the internet in the global marketplace. I often feel like things that people find interesting are unchanging. In animation, lately it feels like animation, they are all feeling the same thing. It is happening in real time, so the community is real. One of the biggest genres in anime today is Isekai, with more series such as Jobless Reincarnation and Sword Art Online, further exploring the tropes that made this genre a success, and combining DC's Suicide Squad with Isekai, which studio is attempting to explore new territory. And it'll be interesting to see if the anime might bring more viewers to the medium as well. And so yeah, they're uh going full steam into the suicide squad thing, even using certain things like that for marketing. Okay, people and let's slow things down with the weekly shonen jump author comments again no weekly shonen magazine this week starting off with kohei Horikoshi, author of my hero academia Congrats to Jump on his 55th anniversary. I'm so happy to be a part of its history. You're a big part of it. Shout out to Koyota Koshi. We got Masashi Kishimoto. We did read this one earlier, but what the heck, let's read it again. It was fun to create a one-shot for the first time and forever. Until the next time. Please come back, Kishi, come back soon. We love you. We got Akane Banashi's Yuke Suanaga. The movies I've seen recently are Hard Days, Extraction 2, A Janitor, and Ping Pong. No doubt that's dope. Uh, Kill Bill Tadatoshi Fujimaki. My previous studio was near Nakanosun Plaza, so my feelings on it closing are complicated. I'd imagine he's trapped in some nostalgic uh, blend because he was, you know, doing Kuroko back in the day. Uh, we got Hiro Oda, creator One Piece. Thank you for letting me take a break, Beam. I'll do my best to adjust to my newly improved eyesight. Hopefully his eyes is doing good and his health is all good. Uh, we got... Gage Akutami, author of Jujutsu Kaisen. The brain construction is different. So unlimited void probably works less well on a curse compared to a human interesting we got yuto suzuki author of sakamoto days the macbook pro i use as my main computer has had its battery swell up so much that i can't close it i've had that happen with a mac it's so weird how that happens but yes i understand you homie uh, we got blue box koji miura i put carpet on almost all my floors for my cat and i'm happy to see her running around happily <laughs> Yo, some of these manga could be loving them cats uh ice gills equal hachia summer camp in grade school putting chopsticks into the mouth of a fish and pulling out his guts that's when i learned what life means whoa okay then buddy <laughs> a little, little extreme there might uh we got witch Watch's kentoshi nohara congratulations on 55 years of jump i'm proud to be sitting in a small corner of history big ups to uh witch watch we got let's see here martial master asumi kawada 55 years congratulations wow i hope to still be here for the 56. hopefully dog uh, we got new age exorcist by kota Kawai. it's a little luxurious but i like to get the chahan supreme at 7-eleven and combine it with the golden black vinegar pork so good I don't eat pork, but YOLO, do your thing. The Elusive Samurai's Yusei Matsui, it's an honor to celebrate the 55th anniversary of Jump and to be in the same issue as Naruto again. I know you feel it, dog. I know you feel it, too. Shoutouts to Assassination Classroom. We got me and Roboko Shuhei Miyazaki. I went to the Roboko special event. It was amazing to see Matsuo-san and Suda-san. Is that the voice actors of Roboko and the other main character? Uh, Black Clover's Yuki Chibata, I'm so happy to put a five-leaf manga in the 55th anniversary of weekly shonen jump tabata we're happy to see you dog long live black clover and long live tabata and his success and happiness we love you bro we got cypher academy's Nisio oisin it's the weekly shonen jump for 55 years i'm so grateful for every week of history big bet i know you feel it we feel it uh mission yozakura family heat suji gandaira i'm super late but a yozakura novel is out so if you have any interest please check it out Dope stuff. And then Alex Tezuka. The second anime trailer was sick. Wow, if you haven't seen it yet, man, I'm gonna watch it again. Yeah, that anime looks like it's gonna be so flames. The Ichinose Family Deadly Sins by Taisen 5. I'm so happy to be in the same issue as Naruto. Congratulations on 55 years. Yo, we broke it. He finally didn't say read the latest chapter. But yo... Naruto does those things Shoutouts to Kishimoto And we got the last one Fabricant 100's Daisuke and Oshima So many people's Mondays have improved Over the last 55 years Including mine Congratulations Big facts again Just all around It feels so good I don't know man Of somebody that's been talking about this magazine For 13 years um, I feel like I, In a strange way I, I feel a part of the celebration In terms of like Yo dog, 55 years of These stories that have changed a lot of lives Including my own Shoutouts to Shonen Jump for 55 years Seriously, and we close this episode off with the top 50 best selling manga of the week, courtesy of JOSE underscore. Ke. let's do this. We got 50 through 41 at 50 Yomi no Sugai volume 4 in 11 days is a shame already at 50, but still um the author of Formula Alchemist, Yoichi Kawa's latest work with 181,704. It's like everybody ran and bought all the Yomi no Sugai volumes and yeah, it's kind of dropping out of the top 50, but still 181k for volume 4, big big stuff uh we got at 49 shoha Shoten i believe that's one half yeah Takeshi obada i think that's the artist of death note bakuman all of those you know amazing classics volume five in six days 11.6k uh, not the greatest showing but it's dope all right uh spy family volume 11 still hanging in there from april 4th with 11.7k this week bringing its total to 1.27 million copies sold Let's see, keep going. We got One Piece Volume 105 from March, still in the top 50 Geez, with 13.2K this week, bringing his total to 1.8 million. Not bad, not bad, not bad. We got places 40 to 31. Undead Luck Volume 17 in six days, 17.2K. I'm really hoping that this anime, because it looks like it's going to be a great anime, I'm really hoping it boosts the numbers, because Undead Luck, it deserves it. We got uh, the Oshinoko effect still full in effect with places 36, 34, 33, 32, and 31. Taking my voice away. No. All selling anywhere from 18.8 to 20k copies this week. We got places 30 through 21. uh, Mission Yozakura Family Volume 18 in 6 days, 20.4k. That's pretty good for Mission Yozakura. It's not great, but it's pretty good. Oshinoko Volume 11 at 29. Jujutsu Kaisen Volume 2. From March third, still on the charts with 20.8k, almost 1.4 million, 1.39, not bad. Uh, More Oceano Co. Volume seven and six with 21k and 21.4. One Piece Film Red, anime comics volume two in six days, 21.8k. Like yo, just on a, on a quick milk, they got that bread, good stuff. <laughs> My Hero Academia volume 38. 22,000 copies this week bringing his total to 592k. Yo, that toga on the cover. Can we just stop with toga already? Ah. Uh, let's see here. We got Oshino Co. volume 5, 22.3k, 571k total. One Piece film red anime comics volume 1. 22.3k. Yo, so they basically sold what 40 or 44,000 copies of this One Piece Film Red anime comic. It's nuts. And I think what is that like a anime to comic adaptation? It's crazy. We got Place's 20 through 11 Oshino Volume 1, 22.7 this week, 720k total. What is going on in Oshino that people are running to buy these things? Uh we got Ichinichi Gaishu Roku Hancho Volume 6, 4 days, 23.9. I almost thought that was Gachi Akuta for some reason. Holy shit, that's the reason why I read it out. We got Kindergarten Wars, 6 days, 26k. That's, if I'm not mistaken, under uh, Shueisha's new publication. That was in the, is it Study uh, Jump? What the hell is Boken Obeat? Beat? That looks straight up like Trunks and Goten. Volume 17 in 6 days, 37.8k. Is that Trunks and Goten or some shit? What? what, what, what? Uh, We got O-I-D-I-No Seraph. Seraph of the End, volume 30 in 6 days, almost 40k, 394 Not bad, not bad, not bad. And we got top 10, top 10, top 10, top 10, top 10! Let's see here. Top 10. At number 7, Marshall's latest volume, volume 17 in 6 days, 542 shoutouts to marshall what a what a cool run akimetsu gakuen in six days a chibi manga in six days 67.3k jeez louise baby hi we got iruma kun volume 33 in four days 78.4k all right we see you iruma okay all right blue exorcist volume 29 in six days 92.2k Damn, dog, still doing almost hundred k. Sheesh. Uh Jujutsu Kaisen's latest volume, volume twenty-three, with that cover looking scrumptious. Six days, seven hundred fifteen thousand copies, three quarters of a million, almost in three in six days. And then number one, the big piece, goat piece, one piece in six days, one million eighty-nine thousand copies. So there's a gap of about. A quarter of a million viewers or readers, I want to say, maybe a little bit more, like about three hundred thousand. Let's just say, uh, readers between Jujutsu Kaisen and One Piece, because if I'm not mistaken, with the last volume as well, it was like the same gap, about two hundred and fifty to three hundred thousand readers. So One Piece probably has like three hundred thousand dedicated readers from like back in the early two thousands, late nineties, that Jujutsu Kaisen just can't tap into because you know it's been around twenty three volumes, One Piece has been around one hundred and six volumes, but Big ups to both of them. And this started getting really exciting towards the top. And in general, congrats to everything in the top 50 this week. But that's all I have for this episode. I'm world World, And as always, people, have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule. Anime and manga for life, boy. Have an awesome day. Peace. And you guys just watched another episode of... Forever news. Have an awesome day. Don't forget to check out my album, The Rise of Tim Roosevelt, out now. All streaming platforms Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes. Listen to it. Records like Day Ones. You hear it on the intro and outro, and many more. Super appreciate your support. Thank you for your time. Have an awesome one. Oh, and subscribe and hit that bell if you'd appreciate more anime and manga related news, because we do that every week. This is for my day one, my day one. This is for my day one, my day one. I would like to thank each and every person that has taken time to listen and provide feedback for my new album that is out right now, The Rise of Tim Roosevelt. You can listen to it on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, pretty much anywhere you get your music. You can listen to it. Link in the description below so you could go check it out for yourself. Thank you so much, and let's keep on rocking out, you know?